Welcome to the public servant's announcement. This episode is really special to me because it's the first episode where I have multiple people on at the same time. This is something I've been wanting to try. And when I first thought about it, I had one big group that I had in mind and then I had a duo that I had in mind. And this particular duo, when I reached out to them separately, they both agreed and we were able to get it all together within a week, get our schedules done and just make it work. And I even held them up a little bit today because I was depending on other people to get me home on time. And <laughs> you know, you shouldn't depend on other people. So without further ado, let me introduce our two guests, Miss Vanessa Madres and Miss <laughs> Loretta Mensa. Hi. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to Public Servants Announcement. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Blessed and highly favored. Amen. That's good. And I know y'all can't see us on this podcast, but these are two teachers who work together and they're currently sitting in the same place recording yes. this podcast, <laughs> which lets you know their relationship. And when they got on, they were both just smiling and cheesing. And now I can't see them either because we're having technical difficulties, but like you can just sense the energy and just their love for one another. And that's why they were the group that I picked the duo that I wanted to do this first group Zoom or this first group podcast with. Because when I met them, I met them as a duo and they were sitting right next to each other in a PLC. And they were like, that's Madrez and Mensa. And I was like, oh, okay. Are they like separate? Are they together? And they're like, no, they're, they're like, close. Oh, like we were together. Like that's Madrez and Mensa. <laughs> yeah, just one group. So... Just how did y'all both get into education individually? We we can start with whichever one y'all want. You can go, Vanessa. Okay. Um, well, it's not something super glamorous. Um, I started substituting when I first moved to Arlington. And let me tell you, I hated it. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, um, yeah, I'm never, ever, 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 ever gonna be a teacher. Um, but then I started working in an attendance office in Mansfield and I was like, you know what? I could be a teacher. Summer's off, weekends off, you know, I could spend time with my kids. And it just kind of transpired into, you know, my first year in the classroom. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm not in the classroom anymore, but that's how, that's how it started. It wasn't anything. Okay. You go ahead. Okay. Thank you. So um, for me, um, when I was in college, my undergrad was initially in biology because I wanted to be a forensic pathologist, um, but I could not pass the class to <laughs> save my life. And I'm like, not dumb, but I couldn't pass it. Well, so, I mean, sh- be quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I couldn't pass. So my sister was like, why don't you become a science teacher? You love kids. You love science. What about that? And yeah, so that's when I got into teaching and I started my undergrad in teaching and, and yeah, the rest is history. I'm also not teaching anymore. Um, I'm still in education. Yes. Okay. So did you ever actually teach science? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Because yeah. I was, I was confused. I was like, I didn't meet you as a science No, yeah, teacher. no. Not at all. <laughs> Is that even what your certification is in? 
my certification is um in special education. So mm -hmm. um when I had to choose my route, I chose special education because just when I was in high school, I just felt like the kids that were in my school should have been treated better. So mm -hmm. I was like, um, maybe that's the field I want to get into, just just so I can make that difference so every kid just feels loved regardless of their abilities, you know? So that's how I got into the sped part of, of education. Yeah. See, and when I was in high school, I just wanted our special education department to be treated, period. I didn't really, <laughs> I, I didn't care whether it was better or worse. I just needed them all to be, because we had, and there's there's really, a, like, I, I was mean at the time. I was told after I graduated that I was a bully in high school, which is hard to believe now because I'm like, I just am not a bully. And I didn't think I was then, but such is life. But they would like, we had these two kids who would like sprint down the hallway. And one of them would also like steal your food. Yes, sprint. Like, and they weren't small. I'm a small human. They were both significantly bigger than me. And they would sprint full speed down the hallway in a straight line, and you just have to hope yeah. they're not in their way or they will run you over. And mm -hmm. one of them also would steal your food at lunch, like just take it, and you weren't supposed to react at all to him taking your food. But I love food. And oh, so okay. I reacted, and he was ready to fight. The, he was very, like, he started yelling at me oh. with words that I didn't quite understand. Like okay, it should have okay, been English, okay. but it wasn't English. But and it was. I got you. Mm -hmm. My my spirit said, "I'm gonna let you go this time, but if you ever touch my food again, <laughs> we will have an Period. issue." Period. And we never had that issue again. He still <laughs> sprinted past me in the hallway, and one time, I watched him spit on somebody, and that Whoa. was when I decided special education was not the field I wanted to go with because right, I already knew right, I wanted right. to be a teacher. Yeah, um, but if right. a kid ever was to spit on me, I would lose my job, and it didn't matter what department Did they were suited for. Did facts, facts. So, y'all got an education. I love just going back to Miss Madras. I love that you worked in so many different facets of education. You subbed, you worked mm -hmm. in the attendance office, and then you became a teacher. Do those different vantage points of education, do they give you a different viewpoint of how the school runs? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's more uh, full picture, you know, as a substitute, I really do feel like they're the, I, I mean, unfortunately it is what it is. They're really the ones that get the brunt of everything because the students don't know them. They're disrespected. And honestly, at the time it was just, um, a way for me to have a flexible schedule. Um, and I just did it. I mean, the, I only did high school for the most part. And um, honestly, as long as the kids left me alone, I was okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking back at it now that I you know, was a teacher and all that, I'm like, okay, that probably wasn't the best approach. But um, yeah, anyways, to answer your question. And then in the attendance office, I could see how like important attendance was and mm -hmm. how many, and then like the tardies, oh my goodness. And, and how, like how many minutes, um, it, when a kid is late, does that mean that they're mm -hmm. absent and how different school districts handle that differently? Right, right. Handle that differently. And then of course in the classroom, I mean, that's a whole different, different ball game teaching ninth grade, 10th grade, 12th grade. 
And now on the other side of it, I'm in admin now, not even on a campus. Now I really see district-wide full picture. And so it's, it really, I feel like it's like a full circle. Mm -hmm. Like I see all aspects of it. Okay, so for both of y'all, we're going to skip a section and then we're going to come back to it, a section of your careers. Okay. okay. What is it like getting out of the classroom? You can go. You okay? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would hate... It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. So, so yes, I miss the kids. Yes, I miss those relationships but I don't miss the stress of it and like having to take work home. Wait, what was your question? What is it like getting out of the classroom? Oh, okay. For me, it was um, less stress. Just again, not taking work home. I don't have to call parents. Mm -hmm. I'm not begging students to do work. I'm not having to break up fights, mm. you know, or anything like that. But again, I do miss the relationships and I feel like T together, Mintz and I had a really big impact um, in the classroom and where we were. Yeah, um, you so did. I, yeah, so I, I miss that. I mean, the most. I, I miss that so much, but I don't miss the stress of just the, just the logistics of the job in general. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you, Smith? Can you repeat the question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, just what is it like? What was it like for you getting out of the classroom, leaving the classroom? Okay. Um. I can definitely second Madrez when she said just that that stress was off your plate. However, stress. the emotional stress. However, I felt a lot of guilt. Like, and I low-key still feel it. Um, because I, I felt the guilt because I would see our kids that like we were their safe place, right? Not saying mm -hmm. that it's only Madrez and Mensa and that's it, but to know that, you know, a kid came to school and we were able to get through to them and they didn't have us anymore. That yeah. was hard for me. And it still is hard for me to still watch some of them go down the paths they're going down because I still do work at Bowie, mm -hmm. just not as a teacher. So when I do see them those few days, it it, it sometimes is, it's hard to watch because I know I can't impact their lives as deeply as I used to. So Yes, it is less stress with all the, just everything Madras said, you know, parent calls and lesson plans and even me on the sped side, having a caseload and ARDS and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, even though I still do that, but on the other side of it, but just like Madras said, that true connection and relationship that we built with so many of those kids it yeah it caused a lot of guilt within myself yeah when I left I'm glad I'm glad y'all both brought that up um just the the guilt and the lack of relationship because I know for me when I when I left the classroom the first time mm -hmm. I left to be in admin and so I was still around kids a lot yeah. And then when I left the second time, I was restored to practices. So I got to, like, my job was to build relationships. With yeah, students right, right. Really get close. So I didn't feel the guilt then. When I left education in May, that was when I really felt guilty Man. because now I'm yeah, not around right. any kids. And I don't, yeah. have, like, I really have to go out of my way to yep. impact yeah. kids because I'm just not in a school building. 
And so I know, Madrez, you said that you're no longer even in a school. You're in central office. What is that like, just being completely away from the school atmosphere? Um, again, it's a lot quieter. I mean, so I mean, seriously, like it, it took me a while to get used to that. And I know this is gonna sound funny, but like I can go to the bathroom when I need to. That was probably <laughs> the biggest thing. I was like, man, never. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Um, but again, it, there's a lot less um, action, I guess, obviously, because you I mean it's just a bunch of adults, you know, being professionals, you know, <laughs> so it ain't nothing like super exciting um, happening. But um, I, so I do, I kind of miss the busyness of it and like the hustle and bustle of it and like how there's, you go to work, you never know what's going to happen from day to day, whether that be good or bad, you know day-to-day -day was never the same so mm -hmm. it's a lot different but I can say that I'm having a larger impact on more students now mm -hmm. but not maybe not relationally mm -hmm. but academically I'm having a larger impact on um, on a district versus my classroom right um so mm -hmm. that's how I still kind of feel good about what I'm doing but I do miss I mean I'm always miss my kid yeah Right. So what made y'all want to get out of the classroom? Um, it, for me, it was the um, emotional aspect of it. Because like we're saying, you know, we keep saying, oh, we, we missed the relationship. We missed that. But that was also what pushed me out. Yep. Because again, like Mensa was saying, these kids, like a lot of time, our classroom was their safe place. Like 807 yep. at Bowie High School, that, that was their safe place. And so... Mm -hmm. I mean, there were times where I considered adopting a kid, yeah. you know, like, like I'm not a single parent of three already, <laughs> you know, but like, seriously, like there were times where I've cried with kids, you yeah. know, where they left the classroom and me and Mensa like broke down crying just because of these real life situations, yeah. like these hard mm -hmm. things that these babies are going through. Yeah. And then, and then I'm just going to go home to my house and my warm, yeah. you know, my warm bed with my kids, you know, my family that loves me and these children don't have that. So it was just the emotional drain to where I felt like I was not like, <clears throat> it was sucking the life out of me almost like to the point where I could not even be a good parent to my kids. So mm -hmm. I had to, it's like, I almost had to choose mm -hmm. between being a mother or being a teacher. Mm. Wow. no it is it, yeah. it is it is it is it is um and and smith I, I like she hit the nail on the head truly um it that emotional drain it it's like it's a curse and a um blessing a blessing and a curse thank you like us having those deep relationships with these kids it's a blessing because we get to be in their lives. They get to come into our class, see us in the hall, and, oh man, Ms. Madrez, Ms. Mensa. And um, they just, they had someone, they had that person in their corner day in and day out. Regardless of what they did, they knew that we would forgive them every day. Every day is a new slate, you know, clean slate. Right. However, when those kids do come to us and they talk to us about things that even their parents don't know, you know, like, deep stuff that we think about I think about when I go home and I can't stop thinking about it because it's like how can I help more you know it it'll 
it, it takes a lot out of you. Um, but to even add to that, um, when Tony was killed, that that messed up, I think, oh, yeah. my whole entire mental everything. Because um, what Vanessa said towards the end of what when she was talking, you can't, what is it, you can't um, pour from an pour, empty cup. You can't pour mm -hmm. from an empty cup. And I was empty. I didn't know I was empty. Um, because I'm checking on kids um, day in, day out, all throughout the night. They're not texting, I'm not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. um, I, so for me, it I didn't want to have to go through that again with someone that I love, someone that we that we saw, someone that we was we saw physically. We you know like I didn't want mm -hmm. to go through like that we again. Had prayed with them a couple we, days yes, before, before he, it happened. Before you know, so right. like I I didn't I couldn't do that again, and um, so my biggest thing was just mentally if I continue to do this. Like, I'm not going to have anything left for myself, for my daughter, for, you know? And, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it was, that was when I realized, you know, even with you, Smith, because you had, you had that impact on kids, too. Oh, for sure. You know, these kids confide in us. There mm -hmm. are kids, literally. And they pour out all this trauma to us. But who do we pour it out to? You know, like right. we have to take that in. And then I feel, and I'm sorry, yeah, no, no. like we even had an advantage because we had each other. Yeah. So we were in the classroom. So whatever a kid was telling you, they were telling me. Yeah. And, or, and we could, you know, vent to each other. But, you know, maybe a teacher like Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith, you may not have had, you know what I'm saying? Like we were in the classroom right. together day in and day out. Like whoever was her kid was my kid. So yeah. we had that in common. So if I was having a rough day or, or, or there were times when she would come and get me. She'd be like, hey, I'm tapped out yep. emotionally. Like, can you go in there and still and, and, and sit with this kid for a while or or whatever? And we could tap each other. Like, literally, yeah. she would come mm -hmm. and be like, I yeah. tap in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I tap, I tap in. So we had that. But for, for so that's why I'm so blessed that we were able to be together. Yes. Yeah. A lot of teachers did not have that. Didn't have that. And yeah. it just goes back to, like, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> no, but it's just who is there for us, you know? Mm -hmm. That was my biggest thing. Nobody is. And I'm not, I, I don't mean that in like, we couldn't seek um, counseling, counseling within the school, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, outside counseling costs an arm, leg, and your baby, <laughs> and your baby toe. So it's like, <laughs> your baby toe. I was going to say big, kind of arm. But it, it costs everything. So that was the biggest thing for me. That was the biggest eye opener is, if I lose myself, who is going to take care of my child? You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I had to kind of like Vanessa said, choose, you know, between my mental health, my sanity, my emotional health, um, or constantly feeling like I'm getting sucked dry, you know? And I hate yeah. to say that. I love those kids and I still do and I always will. And that was an amazing time in my life. However, it took so much out of me, you know? Yes. I get that 100%. Because um, for me, obviously, I had Tony as well. 
But mm-hmm. that was the start. And I actually started my exit plan that next day. I was like, yeah, I can't do this again. Because the year before, Tony, yep. at the middle school I was at, I had a student who attempted suicide and another who committed suicide. Yeah. And then over the yeah. summer, a kid that I taught in middle school got into a car accident and died. And then I got to Bowie and realized that he was at Bowie and a lot of those kids knew him. And yep. then we had Tony, and then the next year we had another student, we had Man, and then the year after that, yep. um, my second child, um, who wasn't really my child, but he was with me every day, so he should have been, yeah. we, we, he no, we died. Got and so for me, it was like, yeah, this is too much. And I decided then, I was like, I have maybe one more year left, and then yep. I'm just going to have to figure it out, because I, right. I can't take... And it's not that I can't take the loss because I truly believe, you know, God isn't going to put more on you than you can bear. And like you are whatever he's putting you through, you're built for. But at the same time, I was like, I I have zero positive energy. And there were a bunch of days in a row where I was like, I'm here, but I can't possibly be making a positive impact on anybody because I don't have anything positive to say or think. And that, for me, that became an issue because my number one thing for the last four or five years has been just positive positivity. Just breathe it, live it, and spread it. And if you can't, then you need to take days until you can. And there weren't enough days to take. (laughs) (laughs) And my, I mean, I watched my therapist get a new car. Like, realistically, I was going to counseling every single day for about a year and a half at $125 an hour. And so I watched, like, I watched his car change. When I started going to him, he had a Kia, a Kia Sorento, because we had the exact same car. And by the time I finished, when we had our last session, he had a Tesla. And oh. he had installed. You paid for that. Had, you showed and me. And I did. And I, I was a little upset. Like that day, I was like, mm, getting help shouldn't be this. Like I shouldn't be buying people Teslas because that's my dream car. That's what I, I want to test. I could have bought one, but instead, I have to go unload and vent. Yep. And I didn't understand that. And a lot of, a lot of my friends, like my closest friends, didn't. They were like, "Why is?" why are these students impacting you so much? Like they, it can't be wow. every teacher that, like every teacher can't be responding this way. And I said, I don't think every teacher is, but I know that I'm not the only one that is. And right. I can't, it's hard to explain to people who don't, yep. I don't want to say who don't care because that's not the right way to phrase it. But realistically, it's hard to explain to people who don't care, who don't yep. have just, cause it's, I hadn't been there long. I knew Tony for maybe three months. But it's oh, just wow. the impact of getting to know him and seeing him every day and building that relationship. Because my goal is always know the kid before I can teach the kid. Okay. And yeah. so I, I learn about you and I learn about your family and I learn about your goals and why, why do you have the ambitions you have? And then so that, I mean, literally the day before we had talked about what his goals were after high school what he wanted I mean a 20 minute talk that I do with all of my students his name just happened to come up so I knew like the last time I talked to him he was telling me all of his plans and it was like I don't like I just it's too impactful to me that we can be talking to a kid and it's 
And the issue wasn't that it happened and it like, this is just an out of the ordinary thing. The issue was it became ordinary. Like yes. it was a one day news cycle and then the next day yes. you moved on to something else. And I was like, no, right. this is a big deal. This is and it, yes. The next year, like man's was never on the news. It was never a news cycle. Like there was never any social media coverage. And he wasn't an athlete. He wasn't anything of importance to the rest of the world versus Tony as a star athlete. But at the same time, it's like we, I feel like when a kid gets shot in front of a school, that's an issue. I, I feel like the news yes. should say something. There's a yeah. lot of things the news say that I don't really care about. This is something that I think we should talk about so that parents understand what their kids are doing when they're not in front of them so that the rest of the community understands because a lot of people don't know and a lot of people don't get it. So when I go to my friends and I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not doing anything this weekend. And they're like, yeah. well, it's like you haven't even been at that school. Like you haven't seen him in a year. I was like, yeah, but I talked to him two weeks ago. He, he yeah. sent me one of his new songs Aww. like a few days ago and I listened to it. I didn't reply because it wasn't very good, but he sent it to me. <laughs> and so it, the, that connection, I I completely get how leaving the classroom makes your life, I don't even want to say easier, but it make, it makes the day-to-day -day grind, it just shifts it and it makes it yeah. more emotionally bearable. Right. right. Yep. Right. But there is that guilt, you know, like Minta was saying, because now, cause, I mean, still now, I'm still thinking like, well, who's there for those, who, yeah, who is there for those kids now? Like, do they have, do yep. they have someone you know, mm -hmm. similar that they, yeah. that they can talk to or, yeah. you know, anything. And, and man, man, we knew him as Caillou. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we called him, we called him Caillou. With the nicest, oh, the nicest skin in the world. Skin. My, My goodness. goodness. He did. We would compliment him on that. Like, Boy, you don't drink. He said, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying. He, every time I saw him, he had a Coke and Takis. I was like, this, if I had a Coke and Takis every Coke. day, <laughs> At, at 30, I would have pimples all over my face. I have to right. guzzle water to keep my skin clear. <laughs> and it wasn't just clear. It was also moisturized and smooth. Man, I was so moisturized. Man. Isn't that crazy? I aspire to that one day. I sure do. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. One day. It ain't today. <laughs> it won't be anytime <laughs> soon because all the good <laughs> lotions just went up in price. And it so I'm, I am now back to Equate, and that's okay. <laughs> I tell you that thing. <laughs> so now I want to get into y'all's friendship, y'all's bond, y'all's relationship, y'all's co-teaching, y'all's just the the pairing that we know now. How did this start? How did y'all meet? Okay, I'll start because it's actually really funny. She hated me the first time okay, she first met all, me. I'll let strong, you go. Hates a really strong you word. I, I did dislike you. <laughs> so the very first time, it was actually my birthday. And it just so it just so happened to be our very first day on the job. It was like new teacher orientation at the high school. Um, and we were both teaching for the first time ever. Right. And so then... I, I can't remember the principal we were introducing ourselves or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's actually my birthday. You know, blah. And she was like, oh, you were at security desk. Oh, this is when I walked in. First walk in. I walked in and I did this. And and I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. And she was like, oh my God, it's your birthday. She like gives me this big bear hug. Keep in mind, I've never met this woman before in my life. <laughs> she had to walk through the doors. 
so now that I know her, it's not weird. But at the time, I was like, <laughs> personal space. Yeah, like, oh gosh, I, I hope I don't have to be around her too much. <laughs> and then not too much longer, they were like, oh yeah, y'all are actually co-teachers. Like, <laughs> and keep in mind, I had no idea what that meant. This is my yeah. first year teaching. I had no we're gonna, idea. We're what gonna I mean. pause right here in the story. Okay. Okay. What terrible administrator put two brand new teachers together in a co-teaching classroom? You. Oh but keep in mind, there was like forty to fifty new teachers hired at this. That time. was the so big, which it is was another problem. Ridiculous. They did. That's and another problem. Mind, no clue what we were doing. Like they literally just gave us our keys and said, "Good luck." And we said, "What's the manual for this? Where's the lesson plan?" Like <laughs> we gotta order tests now. Like we, we didn't know. Oh lord! I feel like we need to go back and apologize to all those kids. <laughs> you don't. Your administrator does. And I said, "Who was the horrible?" But we're not gonna say names because I've done the math. I know who it was. But okay, exactly. We're just for all of the new teachers. If you walk into a school building and you've never taught a day in your life and they put you in a co-teach classroom, resign. It's okay. You can. You just resign. Politely put in your put in your resignation and explain that it's just not what you're supposed to be doing. Because co-teach is for experienced teachers. And I don't mean like second or third year. I mean like fourth, fifth, sixth year. Because that's when you start to understand what you're doing yeah yeah even if the co-teacher is experienced because the way special education works in public school your co-teacher may or may not be there very often and you don't need to be in a room with 15 co-teach required students students, alone as a new teacher (laughs) well they did (laughs) quickly (laughs) like don't don't pass go don't collect 200 dollars. go straight now to a different pre- profession. Real estate school is $980. Oh, had I known now what I know then, maybe, but what I can tell you that it was still ordained by God. Like, yes. I, like, like, there's no doubt in my mind because I don't really think I could have made it through that first year without, without her or any year after that. Like, we planned to leave the classroom together. She was like, well, I'm not doing this without you. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Like if you're if you're going, I'm going. So we planned it together. Yeah. That's cheating, yeah. guys. That's cheating. <laughs> That's the rest of us no didn't way. have that option. I, yeah, but you know, and, and what was funny is that she. This is how close we we were. Like we'd be in the classroom, like finishing each other's sentences. Like, yeah, it, it, it got weird. It <laughs> got really weird. We had we, we have we had our own language, <laughs> and like we would talk about. I mean, I'm real. We, we would talk about kids. And, and I knew exactly what she was saying. And again, this is okay. It's okay. Yeah, it, it, it was also probably the most fun ever. The, like the hardest, but the most fun in my whole, my yeah. whole life. Yeah. Seriously. But she, this, this woman right here, I, I really don't like her most of the time, but she, um, she was like, yeah, like, we're going to go get our master's degree. We're going to get out of the classroom. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not I'm not going back to school. Like, I'm not getting my master's degree. And then so I see her, like, typing on her computer, like, looking at me and laughing. <laughs> what are you doing? She's like, um, there's going to be a couple of college calling you. <laughs> college is calling you in a few minutes. And no lie, that day I was enrolled in grad school. Yep. <laughs> like, and Grand Canyon University calls her to, to this day. day. <laughs> 
Yes. It just it, it was, just it was your fault. Just worry. That's what real friends do. They you, force you to upgrade. Yes. She did. We're gonna did. elevate together. Yes. I, I appreciate it. I'm saying I told you thank you. You you have it. Could you send me words? Okay. Thank you. I'm saying thank you. Okay, so you come in, it's your birthday. Mensa as because yeah. oh. Mensa also hugged me on my first day of the job. And for those oh, really? people who know me personally, those people who know me personally know I don't like being touched. Are you are, are you saying that to you? You did. <laughs> the PLC ended. Like I was introduced oh to everybody. I was sitting in the corner, not by myself, but at the end of a row to where I was away from most people. And at the end of it, she was like, so hi, what's your name again? Where'd you come from? Oh, you came from Carter? And when I went to walk away, she was like, okay, well, I appreciate that I'm going to work with you. And just like hugged me and like the biggest what? hug and smiled. And I was Aww. like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Have a good day. And I'm so sorry. Walk off. <laughs> it's okay because now it's been five years and so I know that that's like you hug me every time you see me that's just <laughs> yeah that's true and yeah. you are a hugger and and a lot of the times it's needed uh that right a hug does a lot more than people anticipate it literally is a passing of energy and yeah. you have the type of energy that people need to be passed it, it, say, say that again for people in the back I'm telling she yes she does Yes, she does. You should see her. She's dancing right now. I sure am. I sure am. <laughs> okay, so after she hugged you, and oh, what, did you know then that y'all were going to be working together? No. No, Shelman Smith, I literally had just walked through the door. <laughs> I had on my black blazer. I, I was, it was like, red. Your blazer it was, was red. red. Thank yes. you. It was. Your and I was like, red. man, somebody really hired me. Oh, no that's, what I was, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like yeah because my interview process was over the phone and I don't remember saying two words but that's another story so I was really happy to even to have a job have a job <laughs> so when I saw someone else and you said it's your birthday I said I'm gonna love this woman because that's a blessing and then um we found out that we were going to be working together when we were doing the tour. Remember? Okay, yeah. We were walking through the school, and they're like, "Oh, this is the English hall." Did they say that 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 was your classroom? It had "Welcome, Miss Madrez" on You're a post. Right. So it had her name, and then Madison, right, was like, "Oh, you guys are going to be." I think so. You guys are going to be co-teaching like, together, oh, and that? we co-teach. <laughs> we didn't know what it was, but yeah. That's it. So That's yeah, it. then then that then we were. Lost together. And what's, what's so funny is after that, every single year, we saw all these other co-teachers being moved around. They kept us together for four years. Almost yeah. like we had like four to five class periods together. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm only teaching gen general population. Like I'm only, like I'll take all the fed kids, whatever. <laughs> as long as we can stay together, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> oh. That doesn't happen often. Not just having the same co-teacher but just having an administration that will listen to you and be like no i'll, I'll yeah. do all of the sped kids that require co-teach just leave me my co-teacher don't yeah. switch because i've had four different co-teachers and i had three of them in one year <laughs> like now one of them became an assistant principal in the same year and so okay. it really wasn't her fault and then i think the other one i'm gonna say he retired 
I'm not sure if that's what happened, but that's what I'm going to say. That's the uh-huh. way I'm going to say it. He retired. Yeah. Um, and then I got a third one, and then we went into COVID. Like, I literally got a third one. The next day was spring wow. break, and we never came back to school. And so... Oh, my gosh. What y'all have is not just special because it worked and it clicked, but it's special that it was able to last. I don't know many English groups that last four years, let alone co-teachers yeah. in the same classroom. <laughs> right. It was, like so, I said, it, it was a blessing. It was meant to be. It was. And when things are meant to be, that they do just work the way y'all's classroom yeah. just worked and the way y'all's personalities just clicked. Yeah. So at what point during that first year did you realize it was going to be the magical co-teaching system that y'all eventually developed? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because we cried so many times together and <laughs> sat on the floor eating chip. Like we were so lost. Um, do you it was a bond experience? Yeah, anything because we trial by fire know what the heck we were doing. And we got through it together. So I think. Do you remember a time where it was like, okay, yeah, this is You it. know what? I remember, okay, I'm not going to say this kid's name, but when I talk like him, you're going to know him, right? So there was a kid we had, and, and we only had him for like a week or two. So I remember he was real interesting, and he talked like, yeah. And he, was, he would say, no, I don't think that's how you should do it. <laughs> Bad. You're trying to think of the person. I don't think you knew him. No, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But I remember, like, we would look at each other because we didn't know what the heck to do. We were like, okay, how do we handle this situation? Like, this kid is over here. Like, he is unapologetically himself, but he's, like, being offensive to other people. His butt crack is hanging out half the time. All the time. And and, and so we're looking at each other like, like, Madrez, are you going to handle this? And she'd be like, shoot, I need you to say something. Be like, okay, I'm gonna take him out to the hallway, then he'll be gonna put his pants up and then he goes to teach. Right? So it was just those moments that just bonded us together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's how it happens most of the time, right? We're just failure in a group is what makes the group really work. That's because yeah. it makes the success worth it. Like as a as a coach, as someone who's who who works with groups all the time, it is it is that like practice failure repeat that work yep. and then you finally get together and you find something that works and as a group trying to rec- redo and recreate what worked that's mm-hmm. what really allows you to bond together because in a like if i'm if i don't know something i get to see you at your weakest and you get to see me yeah. at my weakest and now we have this new vulnerability and so I'm not embarrassed to just be who I am because you've seen me yeah. crying on the floor. <laughs> what kind of chips were y'all eating? I we ate uh, a lot of pita chips. It with with the um with the hummus with the hummus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And spicy guacamole from Walmart. Oh man, it was good. Walmart. So Kroger spicy guacamole is the best spicy guacamole what? I've ever had. I disagree. It's, it's definitely Walmart spicy. Are you sure? <laughs> Can I tell you? Yeah, because we have the program right by the school, right? And, and that's why I discovered. Okay. See, I just I have to disagree respectfully. 
Mm-mm, I'm gonna say you wrong, brother. <laughs> okay, send, send me a picture of this spicy guacamole y'all get from Walmart, and I will go try it tomorrow because I'm not going anywhere tonight. I got okay. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was hidden. Yeah, it was. I'm not eating pita chips though, so we can hang that up. I mean, regular tortilla okay. chips with the salt and whatnot. <laughs> so now that y'all are working, was it strange to work apart from each other that first year? Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. OMG, <laughs> was it, Smith? Yeah, it's still hard. And we're in year two. It, it, it's so difficult. Like, I think we FaceTimed so many times that first year and just called, like, hey, what you, what you doing, Matriz? You know, or, yeah, it was well, hard. Kidding. We still call each other saying, like, we will sit on the phone or, like, hang out on, on you know, on a random Friday night and contemplate how can we work together again? <laughs> like trying to recreate what we had. Yeah. But I mean, we're we're still in education, but we're in two different areas. You know, like she's in a di- diagnosis. You know how to say it? I know how to say it, but a diagnostician. I know what okay, education right. about. Yes. Oh, you're so Don't let her shame I'm, you. That's a difficult word to say. Thank I you. avoid it. We're at all costs. Thank <laughs> you. She's in diagnostician area. <laughs> and, and I'm in curriculum and instruction. So you know, are they're very different? Um, yeah, field sectors. You know, a- yeah. aspects of education. Mm-hmm. But I, there have been many nights where we done sat up together, like, okay, well, if we weren't in education, like, what could we do together <laughs> to make mm-hmm. this much money? Yeah, you know. So it it was hard, and it still is hard. And I'm not gonna lie. One of the you were asking, like, what made our uh, classroom or relationship successful? I just I liked her. As a person, like, as just like mm-hmm. as a person, you know what I'm saying? Like that's really what it was. Like I liked her. Like I came to work and it was like hanging out, you know, with my homie. Yeah, day. yeah. So it wasn't like, oh gosh, I don't want to go to work today. It was like, okay, well, if I have to go to work, it's like if I hang out with my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to piggyback off of that, um, we were in the same stage of life in a way, oh, right? Like we're both single parents. We both have kids. Are Cello and Malia are the same age, you know, so we just were able to share just life experiences together. Mm-hmm. Our faith, too. Our faith we was the know. biggest, that was the That's biggest foundation the biggest for us, right? Um, yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Our faith, that was definitely one thing. When I'm crying, when I'm going through it, yo, Madrez would be like, let's pray. Let's pray. Close that door. Those kids can wait in the hall. Let's pray. And vice versa, you know, so... That was the biggest thing that brought us together. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's amazing to me that not not only did y'all, actually, before I even say that, did y'all ever take days off together on purpose? Did we do that? Did we do that one time? I think we've done it maybe a few times. No. And when we came back, the kids were so mad. We had both phones on. Like, are you serious? We had pizza? Did we take <laughs> off to do something together? I think that may have happened one or two times. Now, now when I say do something together, all we did was probably go to Zumba. Go to Zumba class, that's it. And have brunch. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember there were times where we, she would take off, I would take off, and the kids would be like, so, like, where is she? Why, why is Miss Ma- Miss Madrez not here? Like, like, we were supposed to know everything about each other. So, like, what you doing right now? And call her, please. And I call them, and they're like, I, I'd call her and I'm like, yo, she got her own life like outside of me. Like, we're not conjoined twins. 
but yeah. But you didn't know why she wasn't at school. But you did know. But you know, but it got so bad to the point where, like, even now, like someone that we worked with, they can't separate us. Oh yeah. You know, so it's like when they ask about, like, when they say, "How am I doing?" They autom they're automatically gonna say, "Well, how's Minta doing?" Or even when we were in the hallway, like I'd be in the hallway by myself at Bowie. And they're like, oh, where's Mensa? And, and I'm like, that, she realized, yeah, like, you realize that we're not one person. Yeah. yeah. And see, I don't, I hope I never did that because in my head, y'all were individuals. And I didn't even, <laughs> like, I didn't recognize that y'all were in the same classroom all day because I just right. wasn't on that hall. Like, I wasn't on that, well, I was on That's that hall, true. but not yeah. that end of the hall. And so for me, I was like, well, I, I mean, I only see them when all of English is together. And so yeah. I see everybody. Like, I can't put them as a group. Mm -hmm. Like, I could tell y'all were friends because y'all sat right next to each other and y'all giggled and laughed. But I couldn't tell. <laughs> like, I didn't know how deep the relationship was until that second year when I had students that y'all had as freshmen, oh, as yeah. junior, as seniors. And they were like, you know, Miss Madres and Miss Mintz, I was like... How did you have both of them? They both teach English. What are you right. talking about? And they're like, no, they're in the same classroom. And they don't, like, the kids that I had weren't co-teach kids, so they don't know yeah. that y'all are co-teach. They don't understand the educational part of it. They're just like, you know, they're didn't. both English teachers yeah. in the classroom. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> you would be surprised. And, like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you I, I was just going to say that when we first, like, the kids were really confused on why they had two teachers. And of course, we couldn't tell them, well, you know, half of y'all are special education and need accommodation. So that's why, so we, we couldn't really tell them. But I think we did, <laughs> we did a really good job of, of like, we both taught English. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the kids did not know who was the SPED teacher and who was the English teacher. Right. Like, we co taught all the time i mean we both did each other's job constantly so they wouldn't they wouldn't know yeah they just thought so they just put best friends in the classroom together. like what <laughs> that is doing? what they thought <laughs> that's that's what they, that's what they thought we just, we just let them think that but what was funny is my name was on their schedule because i was technically the teacher <laughs> the gen, yeah mm -hmm. so they were trying to figure out well why is miss madre's name on the schedule and i'd be like we well, you know i'm order she's first <laughs> Like right. <laughs> yeah. I, I can think of some students who probably took more than three minutes to figure that out because the <laughs> right. right, several, several. Oh, that's funny. So, do either one of y'all ever see yourselves leaving education? <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why why do y'all say that? Oh, you can go. Okay. Uh, I mean, to be so I kind of feel like I fell into education. It wasn't like what I have my degree in. It wasn't right. like, oh, I want to be a teacher when I grow up. The it's like the career kind of found me. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, Smith, <laughs> I'm 34, but I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's how I feel. So oh. I, I say leave an education, but that's all I know right now. I don't even know what it would be. But honestly, that's what I've been praying about. Right. Just trying to figure out if I'm not in education, like what would I do with my life? I don't right. know. I don't know. But I can definitely see myself leaving it. 
And just to add on, well, I guess my not to add on my own answer is um yes. However, I do know I want to work with kids, right? Like I love kids. I love that connection that I can make with them. Okay. Um, I love kids. I love that connection I can make with them. Um, when I left teaching, I jumped like two feet in super, super hard and deep into serving more at my church. I know, I know, I know. Two feet. It, it was just a lot. Understand. Okay, stop. <laughs> um, I jumped in like just really, really deep into um, my church and serving more. I go to Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. Um, and uh, and so I just jumped in really, really deep, you know, because I needed to still be around kids. I needed to still have that impact. So I lost that when I became a dyad. Um, so yeah, yeah. So Oakland's Bible Fellowship, mm. that is that still Dr. Tony Evans? Yes, it is. Okay. So that's that was the first place I ever went to get counseling. Really? That's awesome. When I was 12, my grandma forced me into counseling because I had terrible anger management issues. Um oh. I mean absolutely awful anger management issues. Oh. And oh, I'm sorry. my grandma said I could choose either between our pastor at her church that I, I know hated is a strong word, but as a teenager, I hated him. Now I just have a very strong okay. dislike for him. Um, <laughs> I could use him. I could go to a guy at Concord or I could mm -hmm. go to a pastor from Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. And I don't think it was Dr. Tony Evans. I think it was somebody else. But mm -hmm. I went for, I think, four weeks. And then I was, it? I was, uh, it was, I mean, it was counseling by a pastor. Like, I don't know if he was yeah. even like counseling certified, but at the right. time I was like, yeah, I, Jesus is not the answer. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, let's find something really else. Like, yeah. Like I was 12. I was like, okay, I yeah, get it, yeah. but I don't care. Jesus is not the answer here. We need right. a real answer. Like yeah, what yeah. is wrong? Why do, because my thing was, I recognize I'm getting angry. I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. Why am I so angry all the time? Mm -hmm. And realistically, my mom had just died. I, I had a right to be yeah. angry. Right. I wanted to live with my grand, with my father, who was right down the street, but he had a bunch of other kids. So I yeah. had to stay in my house with my grandma and my sister, which was great. It turned out wonderful. But I didn't really like my grandma at the time. Yeah. Because she was a lot stricter than my father, which is why I wanted to go stay with my father. And she okay. had a lot of rules. And she raised kids in the 70s and 80s. And it was mm -hmm. 2005, 2006. So I was, I was like, I was angry. <laughs> and he just right. said, well, you, when you start to feel angry, you need to pray. Okay, well, what do I say in my prayer? Yeah. Whatever you're thinking. Yeah, that's not a good enough answer. So <laughs> let's try yeah. this again. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was, it is what it is. It let me know that counseling was necessary. Cause after four weeks, I did, I understood myself a little better. Cause that's good. It, and part of it is just, you get, you get to vent, you get to talk, you get to get it yeah. out. Right. And so y'all both have said y'all, y'all considered leaving or y'all will consider leaving education. Um, just because you still don't know what you want to do. Um, okay. I hope it's in the helping field, and then Mensa because you have gotten more involved into helping people outside of the classroom, and that's where I am right now. Like I know that I yeah. want to help people, 
because I like I do have a heart to serve and to help right people. right and you I do. love building relationships especially with young men and young women who who just need you know that one champion in their corner to that's right, true that's you know yeah. steal from Rita Pearson I think it's super important for every kid to have that one person they can go to but I'd also like like I know that I want to build some sort of system where I know that when I'm not that one person, there's another one person. Yeah. Because right. like yeah. you, like y'all said earlier, there's a guilt when you're not that person for those people and you're trying to figure out, do they have anybody else? Do they trust yeah. anybody else? And so have y'all thought about what that even looks like? Um, Madres, do you have any ideas of what you want to do when you leave? Do you know what field you look like you might want to go into? So the only thing, so uh, my side hustle, if you want to call it that, um, is Zumba. So I'm a Zumba instructor on the side. The At the YMCA in Fort Worth. Okay. okay. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> but I, I can't make a living at that. I mean, it would be awesome if I could, but it just ain't set up like that. But um, that would be like ideal. Right. And like, but again, I don't think that's realistic. Being realistic, it would probably be serving in ministry in some kind of way. Mm. So at church right now, um, I have a heart for um, single mothers mm. um, because I mean, I'm a single mother, but I also, I also, I have been, um, I have been the single parent that got food stamps and lived in the project, right. You know? And now I'm the, I'm still I'm still a single parent, but I'm a single parent with education and uh, you know exactly. and I bought a home and I have a career and so you know I, I do have a heart for young I mean I was 19 when I got pregnant with my first child so anyway um, I'm involved in a ministry at church called Embrace Grace and they really rally around single single women who might otherwise have had an abortion mm -hmm. um and just love on them and you know we throw them a baby shower and like i'm i'm just i really am enjoying that so yeah. it might be something in that field i That's love good. that are you at oak cliff bible fellowship too oh no no I, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> That came out. She meant that because when it's far, don't play. Okay, that is why I said that. Because it's when far. It come out, I understand. God, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Father. Jesus. So what church I, can I, people uh, find Embrace Grace for? <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, look. Right? So there are, there is an Embrace Grace all over um, Fort Worth, Arlington. I mean, they're all over. So you can literally just go to the Embrace Grace website, put in your zip code, and figure out um, which church has one closest to oh, you. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your okay. church Meadow Ridge Baptist Church. Meadow Ridge Baptist Church in Fort Worth. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So have you ever thought about doing some sort of like single mother... Because I know Zumba, it takes a lot to become a Zumba instructor because I looked into it when I was in college and one of my best friends was. And okay. they tried to work their way up the system and now they have a regular job. Um, which lets me know that even working your way up the system doesn't probably pay that well. But is there like a Zumba class for single mothers or is it like a pregnancy version, like a 
pregnancy version of Zumba that people do where you can. Oh, that's cool. That would be. That's cool. Like, um, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm -mm, that was that was the end of my question. It didn't okay. sound like it, but it was. <laughs> I mean, not that I know of. I mean, there are different areas you can get certified in, like Zumba Gold, which is like for senior citizens, or Zumba Kids, which is for you know children, obviously. Um, but I don't really. This is gonna sound bad. How can I say this? I don't want to teach Zumba first uh, seniors right now, um, because you know. I sit down at a desk all day. When I'm at Zumba, I'm all over the place. Like I, I, I don't have time to modify my my movements for right. 55 and up. And I also don't want to do it for children. So anyway, I don't know how to get up, go up in Zumba unless I like had a, um, a large social media presence, mm -hmm. which, you know, I don't necessarily desire. So um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just gonna keep dancing on the side, and you know, maybe I'll get discovered. It's not a bad. <laughs> I mean, if he if he took that one part, I'm just part? keep on dancing on the side and get the <laughs> I should do one of those things where they take the podcast audio and they just post a clip, and I should just post that <laughs> clip, and, and then do like a who said club. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Diamond. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Dancing on the side. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Mensa, what do you have any ideas of what you like? Concrete ideas of what you want to do once you leave education? No, I have no idea. Um, I do know that I want to retire <laughs> within the next ten years, ten months, <laughs> ten months, ten days. Um, but okay, and just like how I was talking about, like how I served at OCBF, um, OCBF, no, Oakland, I Bible Fellowship. Yeah, okay. Just jumping full time into he's laughing, jumping full time into um that ministry would be awesome for me. Um yeah, I, my I just want to be around kids. I just I, I really want to help them out. Um, however, when I look at things that um are equivalent to my salary or more, yes, not it's really hard, you know, to to look into you have to take a pay cut. A, a big pay cut, you know? And so I kind of feel I like know. right now, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. So I kind of feel like right now is that sacrifice of, okay, this may not be your dream job. It's not your forever job, but I'm going to have to suck it up and um, ride it out until the Lord tells me otherwise. Um, but I, I do know I just want to be around teenagers um, I want to impact them. I want to be able to just be there for them. My, I've talked to Madras about this, but I wanted to open up a school in Ghana, um, a school for kids with special needs. I'm, I'm, I'm Ghanaian, and I want to open up a school for you know, Ameno, mm -hmm. for people with special needs, yeah. and um. Because you know, in many other in many countries, I mean, even in America, you know, people with disabilities are casted out. So that is something I did want to do. Um, I I need to be more diligent and consistent in my prayer when it comes to just how to move next when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Um, that desire of mine, but I know I wanna help people. I know I wanna definitely still stay 
like I said, in the area of teenagers. Um, yeah, I just I just want to be like like you said, I think you said it best, Smith, just that champion for that kid. You know, I, I don't want um, I want to be that for someone, you know, because I feel like we were that for so many kids for, for, for those four years that, you know, that's a part of why I was made. You know, that's that's a part of my purpose. Mm-hmm. So um I want to be obedient in that, you know? So, and this is something that we've been praying about like yeah. together. Yeah. We, we've been talking about this for a while now, just trying to figure out what our purpose is separately. And then if we have purpose, you know, if we can have, uh, do we have more purpose to, to work together? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like we both fasted in the month of January mm-hmm. and like, and a, a large part of that fast was like, God, like, what is my purpose? Yeah. Give me vision, give me passion. And so now give me guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And so like now I've, you know, spending time even praying for her and praying for her passion and her vision. You know, whether that's whether that involves me or or not, you know. Um, so there's a lot of prayer happening right now because you know, I need to figure out what's next. Yeah, yeah. Because we're two or more gathered. that's why y'all pray together I I think it's so important and this I mean y'all did say that your your faith individually is part of what helps y'all connect and help build the bond that we are now getting to bear witness to but it's incredible to hear two strong independent black women also say but we're also praying for them and what they want because a lot of times people how can I say this politely I can't and that's okay people pray so hard for someone else until their prayer comes true and that someone Mm -hmm. else gets what they were praying for and then all of a sudden they stop praying for that other person because it's like I've prayed so hard for you that you've gotten what you wanted but I said I haven't gotten what I want And so I need to focus my attention on me. And I feel like that's incredibly selfish, but even more than that, it's ignorant because (laughs) part part of what Christ asks you to do is to love others and to give to others and not give others out of your excess, but give to others out of your need. Like literally give what you don't have. And that is how you will be blessed. And it, And it's amazing to me to hear two women who have their own goals, separate goals, but have come together and decided we're going to pray for our success. We're going to fast together. We're going to sacrifice together. And we're going to not just hold each other accountable, but be, be, be like push each other. Like I'm going to sign you up for graduate school, even (laughs) though you're telling me not to. And we're going to go to graduate school and we're going to get out of the classroom at the same time. And now we're going to find our exit strategy and we're going to figure out how we can do these plans. And we're going to pray about our purpose together because I've been warning people lately. And I mean, we talked about a student Fidel uh, before we Mm -hmm. got on the podcast and I talked to him all the time. And the last, when I talked to him yesterday, Right before we got off the phone, he said, so what's your what's your one piece of advice? Because he he did the podcast. We hadn't talked for like uh-huh. a year. He did the podcast and we talked at least three times a week every, since then. 
And uh -huh. so every time we get off the phone, he said, well, what's your one piece of advice, Mr. Smith? And I said, "That's good. Um, okay, well, today I actually do. Because normally I'm like, I don't have a piece of advice. We just I just gave <laughs> you advice for an hour and a half. I don't have exactly. one piece of advice. <laughs> um, but this time I was like, I do, because I thought about it, because I knew the question was coming. And I want you to remember that, that God really does answer prayers. So be mm. careful what you're praying for. Right. Because he's in the stage of life. Y'all, I mean, y'all have, if you haven't heard the Fidel Moonshed podcast, hit pause on this and go back and listen to it. It's quite long, <laughs> but it's, it. it's quite entertaining. Um, but he, he's going through a phase of life where he is, he owns his own business. He's making good money. He's becoming very successful. His following is growing. And he's struggling with the fact that people his age, when they meet him in person, don't treat him like a real person. And really? okay. like he, the story is, and he won't mind me sharing this. And if he does, he'll have to get over it. Um, <laughs> so he, he, a girl slid up in his DMs because he, he Instagrams every day. That's what he, it's part of how he makes his money. So a girl slid up in his DMs. Oh. Fidel is a young man. So he's like, okay, well, we can go on a date. He's a respectable young man. So he took her out on a date. Yes, he is. Like, took, him, took her to dinner. And they were hanging out afterwards. And she was, like, overly excited to be with Fidel. And she kept calling him F Moonshit because that's his Instagram name. And he was like, well, you can just call oh, me my... Fidel. Yeah. Like, and she was like, I just can't believe I'm here with you. I can't believe that you like wow. picked me. And he was oh. like, Mr. Smith, that's so weird to me. And I was like, you can call it weird. But when we prayed on the phone a month ago, like one of your specific prayers was to reach the next level of notoriety. This is the next level of notoriety. Like you are now yeah. at the level where when you go out on dates, it could just be because you're famous. Not because, yeah. or because you're what they perceive to be famous. Like realistically, we know that having 20,000 followers, I mean, 20,000 followers is a lot, but we also know that that's not that many people. Like right. you're not famous and you're definitely not rich and famous, but we also know that young people don't understand <laughs> the difference. And so she, in her head, you're a celebrity. She is meeting her celebrity crush and she is oh, on a wow. date with her celebrity crush. And that's what you prayed for. So you no. have to be careful because God answers prayers. And sometimes he answers them to show you that you shouldn't be praying for what you're praying for. Because right. when he told you no, you kept praying for it. And so he's, he's giving you a taste of what you've asked for so that you know you're not oh. ready for it yet. And that's okay. He said, so are you telling me to take a step backwards? Not really. Don't, I don't, if you don't want to take a step backwards, you don't have to. But one thing I had to realize when I left public education to start a school, God did tell me, like I told people all the time, it was easy because God told me to do it and he led me right. through it. Yeah. But he also said, okay, now I've given you this taste. This is the dream you have. This is, this is what I think you want your purpose to be, but you're not ready for it yet. And yeah. so when I got there and it started growing, and growing in a business, when you grow in a school, as I'm sure y'all are knowing now, leaving education or leaving the classroom, you are like, my passion is the kids. I don't care about the budget. Yeah. I don't care about hiring. I don't care about yeah. finding a place to practice. I don't care about doing traveling and getting airplane. Like, I don't care about any of that. 
But in order for the school to run to be what's best for the kids, those are things I had to do. And doing right. those things yeah. took away from the part of the job <clears throat> that I actually thought was my purpose, the reason why I started. And That's so right. I had to take a step backwards. And so I think it's incredible that you two are able to not just be there for each other, but be in a group because part of my downfall is that I do pray alone. And I've gotten better at leaning on other people and like actually sharing, like, this is what I think God has told me. I'm telling you because a vision isn't a vision until you share it. Like it's, it's yeah. just a dream. And so I was dreaming a lot. And I think, I know God was talking to me, but I was just holding on to it. So it wasn't, there were no action steps. And so once I started telling other people, it was first scary because you're, you're, you're scared that people are going to tell you you're crazy. Like, you yeah. went and got a master's degree in education to leave education. That's stupid. Like, yeah. why would you waste the time? Why would you waste the money? Because you have to pay it back. <laughs> Unless I don't. I'm, I've said this in a few podcasts. If there is anybody who wants to pay my student loans, I Same am here. not yes. objecting. Yes, me neither. The way I would shout <laughs> if I ever logged into Great Lakes and that number said zero. Because I pay regularly, and that number has gone up twice in the last five years, and it is a problem. It is really disturbing. Yes, it is a problem. Um, It is. But to get back, it's just it for me. It is super incredible that y'all are not just comfortable enough in your faith, but comfortable enough with your relationship, both with God and with each other, to share that. And I like. Have y'all ever thought about spreading that? And I don't even know what that would look like, but just try to answer the question. <laughs> okay. Okay. He said. I do, I, I do want to say something. Smith, if you ever need prayer, like, oh, yes. like for real, for real, for real. Like, we're here. I don't want you to, I mean, as Christians, we know, like, we're not meant to live this walk, live this life, <laughs> walk this earth alone and, you know, and walk this walk of Christianity alone. So, yo, like you're our brother in Christ. Like you're, we're here for you. So I, I wanted to say that before Madreza even said anything. We love you, brother. Amen. Yes, amen. Okay, Vanessa, go. Hi, give me a high five. Uh, thank you. That was good, right? That was, that was, that was, that was good. Yeah, that was Okay, uh, so the, the question, I don't know what the question okay. was. <laughs> Have y'all ever thought about figuring out a way to share y'all's relationship in Christ with other whether it be other women or just other people in general, because I think a lot of people would benefit from the way that y'all communicate with each other and the way that y'all exude Christ-like activity. Have y'all ever thought about getting that outside of yourselves, outside of your um, small group? Yeah, small group. This group <laughs> of two. <laughs> uh, so, yes. I mean, Again, I don't know what exactly that looks like. So, I mean, because other than like a YouTube channel or something like that, or I mean, I don't know, maybe like having a small, you know, Bible study or women's group, you know, in one of our homes right. or something like that. I, I don't know what I, I would look like, but I can tell you that I know there's something special here about right. our friendship and about our openness and our vulnerability with Christ. And, but also, we're com- we're both very comfortable in who we are. Um, like I'm very confident in who I am and I'm sure of who I am, not because I'm Vanessa Madres, but because I know who I am in Christ. 
And I, oh, you say I am. Okay. Remember the, oh, no. You don't know that song? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You just started singing. I, I got I got caught on board. But um and, and, and Mensa too, like she's very confident in who she is, you know, in Christ. So I don't know. Over here snapping. Like, okay. I don't know what I would look like, um, like how to share that. But again, I can agree that there's something special that I believe that other people could benefit from. That means okay, so we had also talked about one day just about like, hey, maybe what if like we ever what if we we um what is it? It's like a it's um like a after school care. Oh, we remember can talk about that. Like a not like, like boys a, and girls, like a youth center. A youth definitely like <laughs> we had talked about maybe like hey maybe what if we opened up a youth center you know and we were able to still incorporate Christ but our love for kids relationships and our educational background to just be there for these kids and these families in the community that is something that we talked about it was it was kind of in passing we didn't really put any plans and actually put any plans and actually like about it even that goes back to what smith said about him starting the school yeah and, and all the logistics that go behind yep. starting that and then that's then gonna take away from our truth what we feel like is our true purpose. our true desire too yeah so, yeah yeah that's true yeah i don't know but you know it's gonna be eminem forever Eminem, Eminem, and madrid that's so right. I, we i don't i don't know how we're gonna package it but it's I, I do believe that God has placed us in each other's life for purpose. Yeah. I wonder if Eminem Factory is copyrighted because that would be a great name for a youth center. Mm-hmm. I thought about that two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Write the vision and make it play. Yeah. That because at, I mean y'all are just like I and I so I'm right next to the gym I work out at in the morning. And I was working out this morning and I literally like turned around and I was like, this complex has all of the facilities for an after school or like summer care Mm. type of thing. And it's kids here because they're loud all the time. (laughs) So like, I I know there's kids here and I know they would appreciate something like that. Tomorrow I'm going to come in and I'm just going to ask because the main person wasn't here yesterday, at least the person I like talking to because she has answers for things. <laughs> um, she wasn't here today, but I was like, I'm going to ask if they do anything during the summer for kids, because if not, I don't have nothing else to do all day. So I can definitely yeah. figure something out. And then I get on a podcast with y'all and y'all are like, yeah, we want, we, would, we thought about starting a youth center. I think that would be so perfect if y'all yeah. could find the right partner to do the back work because that's where I messed up my partner was just into just as into kids as I was and so we right. both oh, were yeah. trying to do the kid stuff and yeah I have the degrees and so I had to do logistics but if you yeah. find a partner who doesn't want to do the kids like they want to do the behind the scenes they want to do the kids stuff I feel like that would bless so many people beyond what I think we can even imagine just in talking about it and thinking about it because, mm. like I said, the relationship y'all have, not just with each other, but the relationship that y'all share with Christ, and then the relationship y'all have individually with Christ, it's so evident, and it breeds out of who you are. 
and it just shines and it's an aura that like extends way beyond your actual reach, your physical reach into a world of spirituality that I think a lot of, especially teenagers, which of course is my, you know, passion level. Yeah. Like it, I mean, they need people to love them just yes. unashamedly, unabashedly and unconditionally just love them. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I I don't think that the students realize, like we had kids in our classroom that did not belong to us all the time, right? Like after school, they would, we probably had more kids in our classroom after school than than would be in some of our classes. Definitely did, <laughs> right? Not probably, right. definitely <laughs> did. But what what's funny about it is that they couldn't cuss in our classroom, right? Like cussing was not allowed, disrespect was not allowed. Um, anything vulgar, like vulgar music was not allowed. Like none of those things were allowed. So, so it's funny that the culture, the culture will tell you that all those things are allowed in life, you know, cussing all these vulgar things, but they knew in our space that was not allowed. So it's funny that all these kids were, gra that gravitated to our classroom, knowing that we didn't allow anything, um, any kind of vulgarity in our right. classroom whatsoever so that just proves to me that they need they need the love of christ right it wasn't mm -hmm. just madres and mensa that they were attracted to no it was it was bigger than us. it was much bigger yeah. than us they were attracted to they were trying to christ. figure us out yeah. and trying to figure out what is this joy that they have yeah. like how can they never cuss or or never seem to have a bad day or or you know they they build each other up like they were curious to know what that was and mm -hmm. so, but they didn't know that what they were attracted to was our love of Christ. And to add to that, kids from all backgrounds, right? Right. Yeah. We had the kids that were atheists, the kids that were bisexual, Muslim, um, um, gay, ev like everyone. It wasn't just the the black Christian kids, right? It was right. everyone. So I think that just like Madras said, is a testament to it wasn't us. It wasn't us they 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 desired. It was what brought us joy, which was that foundation of Christ. So because we all need him, regardless of what we believe, right. see, feel, whatever, we all need him. So I think it was to look back in hindsight, it was beautiful to see how many kids that lived different lives than us, religious, religion-wise, <laughs> belief-wise, whatever that we truly impacted and like that's our kid like, and they knew that we loved them you know mm -hmm. so yeah that was... there were some really weird things that happened oh my gosh <laughs> like I mean just and, and when she says like kids from all different backgrounds like I remember I had a kid but she was like hey Miss Madrez like you know I, I I did my sacrifices last night girl right and, and I was like you you said what She's like, you know, I, you know, my, like, I'm staying with my, my brother and his wife and we did our sacrifices. Like, you know, there was a full moon and I'm like, you finna get an A in your paper. I don't even know. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know what y'all got going on, but I don't know. But you have it. And I'm gonna call your parent and say, you're a great student. Right. Yeah. Just don't sacrifice me. <laughs> yeah. And don't sacrifice on my behalf. <laughs> no, please. Oh my bad. Please don't. But I'm just saying, like all different backgrounds, yeah. Like we're we're there still, and even like situations like that, I didn't know how to handle that. But I'm yeah. like, 
oh lord you gotta help me through this yeah. I don't know what to say yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's amazing and I think that just goes to show that like the love of Christ is not I don't even want to say it's non-judgmental but it does it doesn't designate its love to one group of people exactly it is just it it reaches out and hits whoever is close yes and I think it's really important for a lot of Christians to remember that when they and it doesn't mean you have to be accepting of everything and it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything but love is above and beyond the one I don't even want to call it an emotion. It's the one impactful outreach. It's the one, it's the most impactful yeah. action you can do is to love someone outwardly. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we end this podcast, as I do with all of my guests, and I was actually struggling with whether or not I was going to ask y'all this, but I am, and then I'll do something afterwards and you'll realize I was struggling with whether I was going to ask you this. What is your one piece of advice for our listeners, obviously you each get your own piece of advice. Y'all don't have to agree on one. But uh, your one public servant's announcement. Hmm. Hmm. And this is when I let people know I do not edit out the think time. I want people to know how long they thought about their one right. piece of advice. Okay. And this piece of advice, is it just me as an educator or like Loretta giving advice period to Smith's listeners. Okay. That's one piece of any, anything you feel that should be said. Um, mine, I mean, it's kind of like a Bible verse, okay. but I mean, but kind of not, but we were talking about love and it's that love covers a multitude of sins. So, just keeping that in mind is that our job in life is to love others. Our job is not to judge others. Our job is not to condemn others for things that we think they shouldn't do. Our job is to love others, no matter what they look like, no matter their lifestyle, no matter what like that. And that is truly um, because we will be judged one day, Mm -hmm. right? By Christ. Mm -hmm. So who am I to judge anybody else? All I need to do, all God has called me to do is to love others. So my one piece of advice is to love others always, no matter what. Even if you don't feel like it, mm. love them anyway. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, Mine would be whatever obstacle you're going through that you feel like this is the end, it's not, right? Like there are people kind of like what, Vanessa was saying when it encompassed love, um, there are people that love you that are willing to go to bat for you more than you can ever know. So don't give up and know that um, even though you don't understand it, what you're going through, what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, if you If you endure it and if you surround yourself with people that can guide you through it, um, and if you're a Christian, if you pray about it, um, you'll get through it. The Lord will see you through. But I think one thing I do want to say, well, I want to say that, but I also want to say 
that you are enough. You know, we don't, sometimes we don't realize that us ourselves bringing nothing to the table, like you just being you is enough. Mm-hmm. And people need to hear that. People need to know that you walking into the room just brighten up somebody's day. You don't know who, but you are enough and you're valuable and you're loved and you deserve that value and that love and you are enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) That's, that's, that's all I have to say. That's just amazing. It's not often that I get speechless on this (laughs) podcast, but that, I mean, I've done, now this is going to be, I did 20, and this is eight. So this is my 28th podcast that I've recorded, and it's my 12th in the last seven days. And it's the first one I've recorded this week, honestly, but still, I've been listening to them because I've been recording them. And so I've gotten to listen back to a lot of pieces of advice, and they are all good. I mean, these are highly educated people with a heart to serve. So all of the pieces yeah. of advice are good, but just you are enough and love outwardly. Love covers a multitude of sins. Don't give up. Those, they're super simple. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, not I think, I know that when I ask that question, a lot of people try to, and please don't take offense to this if you've been on this podcast, you know, I love you, but a lot of people hear that and they want to sound smart and they want to sound, they want to make it sound impactful. But I don't think there's a more impactful statement than you are enough. Just right where you are, you are exactly who you're supposed to be today for today. Right. And I don't know who else needed to hear that when this comes out in the first Monday of May, but on the second Friday of February. I needed to hear that. Um, <laughs> I love that. And you are enough. Yes, you are, Shelman Smith. Smith. You know you we love you, brother. Yes, and, and, and God yeah. placed us on this podcast on February 10th, 2023, just, just for this moment. Yeah. He yeah. did. Yeah, He did. There is no question to that. And so now I'm going to do something I've only ever done one other time, and I'm going to ask that y'all take us out of the podcast with prayer. Oh, shoot. You ain't said nothing. <laughs> hey, you, you start off. In- no, no, you always start off. Okay, I'll start. Okay. 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 <clears throat> um, Lord, we come before you humbly. First of all, just I'm, I'm humbled by the opportunity to be a part of this podcast. Dear Lord, may it bless whoever hears it. God, and then may that person take it on to bless someone else, God, and just continue to just um, allow your light to shine. God, at the end of the day, it's all about you, Lord. We're just your servants here um, on earth, just trying to do your will. Dear Lord, we want to just lift up Shelman Smith. Dear Lord, whatever um, he has going on right now, career-wise, personally, financially, whatever it is, God, we just pray for... um, a hedge of protection over him. Yeah. Um, dear Lord, thank you for allowing him to create this podcast. Um, thank you for allowing him to reach out to us. God, and I just want to pray for anyone whose ears this touches and to let them know that, like Mensa said, you are enough and that you are absolutely loved Amen. just the way you are. 
tap me in. Okay, Lord, um, we come to you humbly. Um, thank you for this day that you have blessed us with. Many people did not wake up this morning, Lord, and we we did. So thank you for life. We take it for granted, but thank you for it, Lord. I also lift up Shelman Smith. God, um, come into his heart and just continue just to guide him to do your will for his life. Yes. Lord, um, guide him so that he has the strength and endurance um, to persevere through challenges, Lord. Um, and, and thank you for his life. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his light. Thank you for his love that he has for, for kids, for, for people. Lord, I also want to pray for everyone listening. Um, you know them, God. I don't know their names, but you know them. You know their names. Um, you knew them before they were even born, took their first breath, Lord. So please guide them and allow them to, to know you, to open up their heart and open up the parts of them that they don't want anyone to see or hear about. And please allow them to open up to you so that you can come. Because Lord, half the time, you're just waiting on us. So so guide everyone that can hear our voices to know that um, your love conquers all, Lord. Um, please just guide them through their day to day um, and, and just allow them to exude that love that only you can give to us. Please allow them to, to live in the fruits of the spirit. Please guide them through their day to day. Um, give them, give them guidance, give them wisdom, give them, give them strength to persevere through the challenges that they are going through. Even though those challenges have lasted years, please allow them to know that you hear them when they pray, when they cry, when they, when they're sad, when they're frustrated, Lord, you're there with them. Please allow them to feel your presence. Please allow them to feel your heart. Please allow them ultimately to feel your love, Lord, because we know that through your love, um, everything is any everything and anything is possible, Lord. So um, I lift up Shelman Smith, Lord. Thank you for his life. But I also lift up everyone who's listening. Lord, thank you for their lives. Um, and please just guide them so that your will can be done in their lives. Um, thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, who you will always be in our lives. Um, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank y'all so much for coming on the podcast and just blessing us with just amazing pieces of wisdom, for just for sharing your spirit with us, just sharing your energy and sharing your light and your passion for Christ and your love for Christ with us. Because that, I mean, obviously that's not what I asked you to do when I asked you to be on the podcast. But I also knew when I asked you to be on the podcast that it's a part of who you are, even though I don't think we've ever had this conversation. There's just certain things yeah. you know. And... So I, I thank God for allowing y'all to be angels in the physical world because we need Madres and Mensa to be Madres and Mensa. And we need them to be doing exactly what they're doing. And 
even when it doesn't feel like they're walking in purpose, we need them to continue because walking in purpose isn't a destination. It's it's an active thing. Yeah. And I 100% know without a shadow of a doubt that every decision that they're making right now, every life, they, every life that they touch, sorry, my Southern accent came out for a second there. <laughs> every life that they have, have touched and every life that they are touching is is what they're supposed to be doing. It's exactly who they're supposed to be right now. And they, they're they not just enough, they are more than enough. And I think you made them that way so that they have the access to continue to share with people like me and people on our podcast who need to hear the things that they're sharing. And so I, I, thank, I thank y'all for coming on. I thank y'all for being willing to wait that extra 30 minutes for me. I thank y'all for, again, sharing who y'all are and sharing a piece of Christ with us because I have no doubt in my mind that anyone who plays this all the way through is going to hear exactly what they need to hear. And it's Amen. it's going to be so much bigger than it was anticipated to be when I sent y'all that Facebook message. <laughs> well, uh, and, and thank you just yeah thank you for having us seriously it's, Truly. it's 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 honestly just been a pleasure and and, and it gave and us a a, uh, it gave us a reason to hang out well to our listeners that has been another wonderful episode of to another wonderful episode of public servants announcements continue to live continue to breathe and continue to remember as the wonderful guest we had today said you are enough see y'all next week